Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Gold Mines. Damn it, if you're not aware what the show is about, I'll tell you. I'll give you a brief description slash definition. This is a podcast where I get to get into the minds of comedy greats, legends. Why? Well, because it's beautiful minds. Hey, hey, who else? What other legends have you had on the show? Who else? Who else's mind have you gotten into? I got into Seinfeld's mind. I mean, you didn't let me finish introducing you, but I'll just tell you if you want to know right now. Very selfish thing that you just did, by the way. Just to <laughs> they don't know who's talking. Okay. Well, they. I mean, it's only one voice like yours, ladies and gentlemen. I have the legend himself, Mr. Eddie Murphy, and also Arsenio Hall on Comedy Gold Minds today. And what amazing minds these are! So let's dive right into it, Eddie. So far, I've had Seinfeld. Uh, I've had Bill Burr. I've had uh, Hassan Minaj. I've had This is the Marrow. I've had. But you've been on for a while doing this show. Uh, yeah, we got we got a nice a nice amount of them in the can, a nice okay. amount of them in the can. But I will say I have yet to have a legend of of your caliber, sir. And I will speak on your half and Arsenio's behalf. I'm very fucking excited about this one. Not only are you guys two friends, but two mentors. You know, two goddamn uh, trendsetters. Have you seen Have you seen the movie? Yes, I've seen the movie. Okay, I just want yeah. What, yeah, what did you think? What did you think? I like the movie. I like the fact you that you guys people, you keep putting people on the spot. We be doing the uh, the press and we like talk, telling, asking the person. So what did you think? And of course we're gonna say, oh yeah, it was great. You know, you could, eventually somebody's gonna say, ah, you know, <laughs> it's day up. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie that Arsenio is talking about, he's talking about coming to America too. Coming to America too. Available on Amazon. Yeah. Um, guys, first of all, before I get into my feelings of the film, what sparked the part two? You know, you're talking about a movie that's, you know, I mean, it was done years ago. What's what's the what's the number of years in between part one and part two? Is it 31, Eddie? Yeah, something like that. 31, 32, 33. Hey, Kevin, I'll let him tell you this story because I don't think there was supposed to be a coming to America too. We had always agreed to leave it where it was. When you say we, is that a mutual agreement or is that people people around Eddie and you? Did Eddie verbally say that he wasn't going to do a part two? No one ever said that. No one ever said it? No, I just assumed it wasn't going to happen because the movie ended, you know, the story ended like they kind of went off and they, and they lived happily ever after and we, mm -hmm. you know, we forgot about it. So how the fuck did you come up in, in part two just all of a sudden rears his head? How does well, that happen? It wasn't, all, it wasn't all of a sudden. What happened was the movie took on this cult thing where like uh, they start showing it 
on the holidays, on Christmas, they show it on VH, VH1, like 24 hours straight, they showed it last year. And on, on uh, Halloween, people start dressing up as characters from the movie and shit. Mm. So yeah, like, I, I walked in Eddie's house once and I had on Coming to America shoes. And he was like, they got shoes? Yeah, and who's that basketball player they call oh, him? Uh, Greek Freak got a one and a two, a Coming to America one and two. Yeah, so the movie stayed around like, like I said, like a cult movie. So that's when I start thinking, hey, you know, if you could figure out a way to connect those dots. What I love the most about it is that you're you're dealing with a you're dealing with a cult classic, right? You used the word cult. And there's a there's an amazing following that follows this particular movie, and not only just the movie, but the characters attached to it. You know, you're you're. Yeah, of course, Eddie, you're known for fucking amazing characters. You're known for great character work from your years on SNL, from portrayal of different characters throughout movies. We can go Nutty Professor. We can go down the line. But what you've done and coming to America and Arsino you as well, you guys kind of put stamps on these fucking people that were a discovery later on. It, it took some years for a large part of that coming to America audience to realize that you guys were the people that you were in that film. I texted that to Arsenio last week. I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't know if everybody knows that we're those, all of those characters. Cause Absolutely I did an interview with Oprah last week and uh, she's, I was talking about the movie and I was like, uh, yeah. And then I'm the old Jewish man. She was like, what do you mean the old Jewish man? I said, that's me in the barber. She said, you're the old Jewish man. She, and she's seen the original coming to America. She's seen this. She just realized that, you know, I was those, that character. I promise you, it was a discovery for most, if not all, that you guys were the characters in the barbershop. And then that's fly. That's fly. It's, it's dope as hell. Now you're talking about even uh, even my guy, sexual chocolate. You're talking about the pastor. Like there's so many things that you guys took and, and made your own, but that carried the movie. And, and when we go into part two. Not to be a spoiler for the audience, because I want you guys to support the film. Once again, it's available on Amazon. Guys, I want you to fucking realize that they went and bought them back. <laughs> you guys didn't leave those guys uh, where they were. You did You did something I think that was amazing for the fan base at hand, which was revive those characters and bring them back. Was that a priority for you guys? Oh, we had to bring them back, I think. Yeah, all those characters, are the you know, the glue for the movie, for the comedy in the movie for me. Cause the character Akeem is kind of more like a, almost like a straight man, you know, his mm -hmm. characters, other characters uh, get to be balls out funny. Favorite one that you guys did? I, I, I love the barbershop scene, but I did a new one, a witch doctor or shaman named Baba, which Eddie was supposed to do. And I'll let him tell you that story, how that unfolded. But I-, I Nasty woman, by the way. Very nasty woman that you portrayed. Now she wasn't a woman, that's a man. Is is it really? Yeah, the old the old witch doctor. That's a man. Are you sure? <laughs> I see. You know, it's funny. It's funny. We had one of the one of the things that didn't make it into the movie where uh where the old Jewish guys is at the party at the after party and he's talking to her like that's a lovely dress you have on. It <laughs> never made it into the movie, but yeah, it's a man. I you didn't know. know. Okay, all and right. By the way, Kevin, there's a there's a joke that Wesley, your your new co-star for the future. Uh, 
he said he looks at him and says, "Whose auntie is this?" Yeah, like, that's why. That's why I thought it was a, a woman because Wesley referred to her as an aunt. I didn't know, and I thought, you know, when when the scene was there with James Earl Jones, I won't say what's going on because we'll leave for audience. I thought that it was like a family member, a close relative, and then it seemed like you was very spelly. You know, like I I ain't never seen a man do the spells like that. So I said, "It's got to be." I, I just went with the assumption it's got to be a woman, which I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, right. I thought it was it was Miss Rudolph. Yeah, I stand, I stand corrected. I'm sorry for assuming. I apologize. Um, talking about the movie is one thing, man. I gotta talk about the friendship, man. You guys are you guys are friends. You guys have been friends for quite some time, man. And you know, in this business, these relationships uh come very far, few and in between. How have you guys maintained this level of friendship throughout these years? How are you guys still fucking close? Please give me the recipe because I got niggas falling off like flies. Hey, yo, yo, I have a lot of niggas that fell off like flies over the Jesus. Years. Just and oh, you will, you will have you, as you go along, you'll have less and less and less and less friends. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the, he's one of the few that's been around for, you know, 30, 40 years. But uh, trust me, bro, you, your, your circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you go along. It absolutely does, man, which is why I'm envious of what you guys have, what you guys have built. Um, and, you know, those friends progress as you do more things together. Uh, Arsenio, I've, I've talked to this man several times. I've been to his house. Uh, we've had deep discussions, man. And I kind of always fall flat on one. And, and talking to you, I feel like I'm not going to fall flat because you've maintained not only a love for stand up, but an energy and effort towards it. Sir, through this break that we've been on during this pandemic. Are you are you stand up crazed right now? How do you feel about that stage, Arsenio? Are you getting back to it? I saw your last special that you dropped. Give me the future of you and stand up comedy. Oh gosh, I can't wait to get back to it. Not to mention when we live through things, there are jokes constantly. Mm -hmm. And we had planned to be out on the road. Like in normal circumstances, there are like 10 or 15 funny people, stand up comics and coming to America. I was pushing for all of us to go out and use our stand-up as a way to promote this movie. Huge. Shouts out to, to Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Jermaine Fowler. Um, Rodney Perry. Oh my God, Rodney Perry. Trevor Noah. Yes, Trevor Noah. Lunell. Uh, Lunell's in there as well. Hell yeah. Michael Blackson. Michael Blackson. Very funny cameo by Michael Blackson. Had a comics in this movie. A lot of them. Uh, I wish that would have happened. Eddie, I don't like talking to you about stand-up no more. I don't, I don't do it no more. I'm not falling for the fucking trap. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your shit. I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it. Every time, every time we talk, he leaves me with a piece of information. And I feel like I got gold. I feel like I'm the one that's got the gold. Eddie, what you doing? He he never answered, but he talks around. Hey, well, you know, I'm thinking you look shit. It, you already know. No, what, wait, what you say? You already. <laughs> <laughs> My plan was to do uh, Dolomite, Saturday Night Live, Coming to America, and then do stand-up. And mm -hmm. then the pandemic hit. Selfish-ass pandemic. The pandemic <laughs> shut the whole shit down. And I was going, I would, the, the whole time, last year, I would have been out working on my act, trying to get my shit right. Then the whole shit shut down. God damn hey, pandemic. when the pandemic is over and it's safe for everybody to go out and do it, then the plan is to, to do it. Hey, I, I got a question. I just read last night, they have a drive-in theater here in LA. And uh, one of the girls from the comedy store is working it this weekend. Eddie, would you do something like that? Fuck no, he ain't going. Don't even ask him that. Don't Go do that. Go to a drive-in theater and do what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go to a drive-in theater and do what? Do stand-up? 
Yeah, yeah you stand in front you, of us. You tell me, you tell me, nigga, will I go do uh, stand up? I ain't did it in 36 years. Uh, would I go to the drive in theater and do it in the park? You, you tell me, what I do. You want your first gig to be in front of cars? Yeah, it's the parking lot. You want your first gig to be in front of cars so they can honk ain't at no you? Rush, ain't no rush to get out there, you know, get out there. Ain't no rush. And uh, I think I think that uh, the comics that be out there doing it all the time, they feel like, I got to get up here and do it. Got to get back out there. But I ain't done it in so long. I'm like, hey, when this, I'm cool. When this shit is over, pandemic is over, then like, you know, I'll jump, go get get back out there. But I ain't in no rush to get back out the there. Best, the best thing that you told me, we were talking, we were having a conversation, and you compared it to getting in cold water. You said, when you get in the water, you fine. Oh, yeah, it's like jumping back in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> he said, dipping that toe in and realizing that water is cold, it makes it that much harder to get in the cold pool. And when he gave me this, this breakdown, it made sense. He said, yeah, once I get in there, I will be fine. He said, but getting in there, he said, I got to get comfortable with getting back in there. That shit is cold. Yeah, and, and, and here's what you get also remember that the, the, the cold pool, the perception of the cold pool, that's not that's not external. That's not like, a, oh, the water is cold. That's some mm. internal shit. That's for, in my head, mm. Mm. of the water. Now, now, being around all these comedians, I mean, like you said, you guys just were on the set. That was filled with nothing but funny. I'm talking about the set of Coming to America 2. I can't mention it enough. Guys, make sure. If God damn you check it out. This is Comedy Gold Mines with host Kevin Hart. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Now more from Kevin Hart on Comedy Gold Mines. We're talking about legends giving us an opportunity to fucking get another visual of what they became legends with. So don't miss it. I've seen it. I had a cheat sheet. I got to see it already. Very funny movie. And I got to shout out Jermaine one more time. A young comic fucking went in there and he's he's amongst giants and did his thing, man. Good for him. Uh, Eddie, being around those comedians, Arsenio being around those comedians, was it one of those things where people were trying to one up funny each other all day? Oh, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan is funny before he wakes up. He's he's funny and he's always he, he's amazing to be around. As a matter of fact, Tracy Morgan was the first person cast in this movie. Eddie was like, I'm doing this movie and I'm putting Tracy Morgan in it. Everything else will come after that. But yeah, I don't know if one up and nobody wasn't, I don't know if it's one up and Tracy just always always being funny. I don't know. He's on. One up and he's always on. Yeah, I never I'm not a 
one up and kind of nigga. You know, if I'm around other comics, I don't be trying to you know, see who's the funniest one and none of that kind of shit. <laughs> but you do understand that being in your presence, a lot of comedians feel like they need they need to put on a certain display of funny to get the <laughs> approval of of a you. It's it's whether you realize that or not, there's a, there's I, don't a have, one in the I don't feel like the comedians be trying to go out of their way to be funny when I be talking. Oh no, wait a minute, Eddie. Stop it. Come on, Eddie. We've seen people do the Stop worm it. on your kitchen floor to Stop make it. you laugh. Stop it. Come on, Eddie. You're talking about isolated, you're talking about an isolated incident. It ain't like you know, every time I'm around comics, they be putting on <laughs> doing their shtick. <laughs> we I can say that I can say that for the younger generation of comics. They mostly shut down when I'm around the young comics. They shut down. Then then when they go do their set, they be like, I was at Eddie Murphy house. And yeah. I, he had, he had a toilet this way. And I said, Ooh, I mean Eddie be turning to a bit or some shit. They don't, they don't be trying to be funny to me. Not to you. I can say I can say I've never I've never fallen for the uh, the over, you know, the over funny attempt around around Eddie. I kind of I kind of went the other route uh, in my in my younger time when, you know, I had the opportunity to be around him. And, and then the before you was middle, before you was middle age. Yeah, before, before you can't you can't say. I'm 41 is not middle age. Like, I don't know why you were in your younger time. I said 41 is not middle age. I'm still considered, I'm still considered a young man. 41. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely still considered a young man, but 40 is the beginning of middle age. No, no, it's not. 45, 45 is when you're at the beginning of middle age. Yeah, 45, because you're closer to 50, which is actual middle. That's when you're in the middle. Everybody treats 50 like you're in the middle. 50 is the middle of 100. Yes, but you're once one you cross is, fifty. One in ten thousand make it to be a hundred years old. One okay, one in so ten thousand. Fifty is not the middle. Especially that's how I know. This is how I know you're getting old. Hey, hey Kevin, Kevin, I'm telling you, Kevin, you're going to be middle aged before this Zoom is over. You're going to be middle aged before the Zoom is over. Let it go. You want to know why? How I know he's getting fucking old? He just shot out a percentage of people that make it to a certain age, which means he's researching. He's researching right now to see where he's at. Research. I'm learned. I'm a, I'm an intellect, nigga. Yeah, well, you become that once you realize. That, I didn't old. research that. You're 60 now. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel 60? I feel like Eddie. Well, what, what does that mean? What, what is, I don't understand. It means I feel like I could beat you in a street fight, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> what's the last what's the last street wait wait I, wait kevin i've i've seen you box i've seen videos of you i whoop eddie ass <laughs> nigga we have two different weight classes i whoop eddie ass. you know he in the boxing heavy so different weight classes how much you weigh kevin how much you weigh i'm 150 i'm about 150 150 154 solid though yeah solid what you fighting at right now eddie what what's, what's your weight 190 pounds all right, I'm not fighting Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna fuck you up on the ropes. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, he gonna he gonna he gonna fucking he got gonna that old, with that old man strength. They got that old man strength too. They <laughs> <laughs> got that old man strength. People don't know how much of a boxing fan Eddie is. Eddie Murphy is a huge, huge boxing fan, man. Uh, like it's 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 odd that I've seen you show up in places. Uh, you know, supporting just the, the world of boxing that I wouldn't expect to see you at. I remember you was at Floyd Mayweather's gym one time, just watching him train. I forgot what fight it was. What fight was it when you showed up to his gym? I don't know. I was in Vegas, and uh, I just wanted to go see him train because I'd never... Pacquiao? 
No, nah, it wasn't. No, nah, it wasn't Pacquiao. Way before that, it wasn't Pacquiao. But Huge. getting to see him train, that's like you know going to see Jordan or you're seeing Ali. It's like you know that's one of the all-time greats. So just literally went and watched. That's got to be a dope fucking feeling for Floyd. Hey, hey by the way, Kevin, I, I'm sure you know this, but Eddie's nephew is a brilliant young fighter. Who? Which nephew? Brandon Eddie. You... He just came on the scene. Brandon Brandon Lynch. Brandon Lynch. Uh, what, what weight class? Uh, 154 pounds, junior middleweight. That's the class now, too. That's the class that's gotten good. That's the class that gets all the attention. Promising with, in, with talent. Well, is his last name Murphy? No. no Lynch. All right, he's good. Then. He'll be fine. He, what, the Murphy name would, would fuck him up if his last name is Murphy. <laughs> fuck him yeah. up with his what? Yeah, that's just too much. It'll fuck him up. Every time as he goes, what? you know, this is... Boxing? It's just, yeah, just with boxing. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll make get a story. My name is not like a punk's name. My name is synonymous, you know, with... Somebody had to put one on your chin. Why? Why is he so oblivious? This would get. This would annoy me when he tries to act so oblivious to what comes with his attachment. Nah, nah, not me. What, nah. with, what attachment? What are you talking? With about? Murphy, if your last name is Murphy, and they know that he's underneath the Murphy family, when he gets into a ring, there's always a story attached, which means that the people that he's fighting against, they're always going to go on with an added reason or added piece of anger to try to get the W. What do you mean? It's ammunition. What do you mean? Try to get the. Because his name is Murphy, they try harder to beat him? Yeah. You don't think that that's the case? <laughs> I think that when fighters get in the ring, they fight, they fight. They don't be going. They don't, I don't think if that they go harder because somebody's name. Somebody, <laughs> the name is Murphy. Shit, I got to win. <laughs> I don't think that's going <laughs> It's an added reason. It's a fucking added reason. I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of Eddie Murphy and all this shit. This is this his people? Okay. All right. Ain't no niggas sick of Eddie Niggas love Eddie Murphy. No, I'm saying if I'm a fighter, I'm looking for reasons to be mad. Everybody loves you. Fighters love Eddie Murphy too. What you talking about? You're looking for billboard material to motivate you. With yeah. That. What are you talking? Like it's like a fighter when you when you do a fight, a fighter put the picture of the person that he fighting on the wall. He put it in weird places so he can build up anger. He's to not it. fighting me. He's fighting my nephew. But, but, but you're, looking, you're looking for bulletin board stuff that will motivate you. Just you don't like Michael Jordan used to make up stuff, and it wasn't well, even true. Anybody that's that's get, getting motivated by you know to fight my nephew by you know punching a picture of me, is <laughs> get ready to get his ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Shouts out to your nephew. How old is he, Eddie? How old is he? Uh, Twenty eight. Oh man, younger, younger. I promise him too. Shouts out too. Um, I got a question for y'all, man. You know when when you guys now have jumped back into the arena of movies and you've done it together, right? Does this open up Pandora's box now for more comedies for you guys, for more, for more things to come? Or, or is this like, yo, we just wanted to have a little fun. We did this. We'll put it on the shelf for a little bit. Wait, if something perfect happens, then maybe we go about it. Or right now, is it a priority to kind of do more? Provide this younger generation with some of you. I, I think this is going to provide those things for Eddie. I, I got a feeling I'm going to be at a dinner theater in Jupiter, Florida next month. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it's going to do the same thing for me that it's going to do for him. But I'll let him take this question. Provide stuff for the younger people. What did you say? Now? It's younger generation, Eddie. The younger generation. You know, this, 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 the millennials that are out here now, right? You know, like right now, given them coming to America too, there's a lot of people that are going to go, oh, fuck. You know, some of those people may not even know what coming to America one were, and they're going to go watch it. Yeah, but those people that, that, that put, let's, 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 let's keep it real, nigga. Uh, 
Uh, I've made movies for 40 years. Mm-hmm. If you've been watching movies, the younger generation know who Eddie Murphy is. And they, they have to. Watching my movies and my shit is on the cable channels and the satellite. You're all over. You're my all over. playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So do you feel like you don't want to do more? Or does this make you want to do more? That's my question. But doing more isn't doing more so the new generation can. That the new generation, if you've been on the planet, you know. You know. So I'm going to ask it again, Eddie. Are you going to fucking do more comedies is what I'm asking. Does this make you want to do more shit after doing this one here? I'm going to continue to be Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Hardest interview ever. I love him, man. I love him to death. I swear to God, I do. Nobody better. Nobody fucking better. Nobody funnier. And he's funnier. He's funnier in regular conversation than you've ever seen him anywhere else. And in regular conversation is where you get the best of Eddie. Simple bits without being bits, where you get the best of fucking Eddie. You know, Kevin, don't you have a machine by which you could give Eddie a podcast? You didn't give me a podcast. Eddie, listen, I'm not even setting myself up for that. What what, what are you talking about? I'm not. Wouldn't you love to just hear Eddie talk? Hold up now. You keep suggesting shit that you should be doing, nigga. You should give Arsenio a podcast. Arsenio, you should go do stand-up in that parking lot or wherever you said it was. You keep saying shit that I should be doing. That's your <laughs> we keep being a forgive. Arsenio should have a podcast. <laughs> Funniest thing in this goddamn interview was, yeah, Eddie. Like, there's a there's a theater, and you know we should go out there. It's like a movie theater, you know, drive through. He, he said, Eddie, would you do it? You said, nigga, ask yourself, would I do it? <laughs> what you know the answer? Ain't no way in fucking hell I'm going to a parking lot to goddamn perform so cars can beep at me. <laughs> yeah, when you instead of laughing, you blow. Hey, yeah. Kevin, you have a club in your home. I I, I set it up to have one. I mean, I don't have a regular. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? This thing <laughs> came by my house. And we was playing. I had an arcade. The arcade. We was playing basketball. The arcade. Mm-hmm. And this nigga looked at me and said, "This is stupid." And then you cut to a year later. He got a comedy club in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I was pissed off. Eddie had the the arcade, the the bowling alley. Now nah, I don't know. This shit is a lot, man. This, stupid. Is, a, this is a stupid shit. All <laughs> <laughs> in the house. You cut to a year later. This nigga got waitresses in his living room and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you still bowling? You still bowling, Eddie? I ain't bowling months, man. It's in your house, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I don't have no, no nobody to bowl against. I don't want to just be out here bowling by myself. Yes. Yeah, you know, he, he he wanted to bowl, right? And I go bowling. First of all, anybody with a bowling alley in their house, you already know it's some shit with the lanes. It's not going to be what it's supposed to be, right? Wait, 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 you know. wait, 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 what, what, what's the insinuation here? I'm saying some shit well, with the lanes. If you, if you have a bowling alley, period, uh, if somebody has to go and reset shit and every now, but, you know. 
If you're in the house, then you got to go do this shit. If it's in the house, I mean, I would assume that if somebody wants to bowl, they would take care of the lanes. And I'm not saying that no, Eddie no, 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 no. The bowling alleys go out at the bowling alley too, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the bowling alley. If somebody's throwing a heavy ball down there, yeah, so every yeah. now and then the shit, somebody got to go and they say, I'll seven, somebody yeah. got to fix it at the bowling alley. Yeah, man, look, I hear you. I'm just saying that <laughs> I would think that going to Eddie's house, it would be set up differently. I'm not saying that the lanes were dry. They definitely didn't have oil on them, how I'm used to, right? So, you know, the ball wasn't coming back. My ball couldn't hook. It was a lot of shit. A lot of, lot of shit. Really? What do you mean you're used to? Where are you used to bowling that, nigga? I'm used to bowling that fucking places that take care of their lanes. How about that? How about my that, shit, Mr. My Murphy? Shit, my shit is way flyer than the regular <laughs> local bowling alley that you be going to, nigga, <laughs> on Ventura Boulevard. My shit is flash shit, nigga. The only thing, you know what pissed me off about that day? The one thing that, like, stayed with me? And you know how we talk about, like, anger, how I was just talking about for the boxing, how they need something that acts as motivation? When I left Eddie's house, it wasn't the big house. It wasn't the, the, the massive fucking view or any of that. No, what pissed me off is we went to bowl and i said hey man i don't have no shoes you know i don't have no bowling shoes he said we got shoes and he had the fucking bowling shoes and the motherfucker gave me a pair of sweat socks with the shoes until this day that's what pissed me off the most i said how successful do you have to be to have any fucking size shoes and socks for whoever comes over i said i gotta get that i gotta get that and that was my anger and ammunition. It was my fuel, Eddie. <laughs> That's what kept you going. <laughs> That's what kept me going all this time. That was my anger and ammunition. Arsenio, that's what acted as fuel all this fucking time. Bowling shoes and bowling socks. And he has the good shoes that don't have the number on the back. No, he's got he's got good shoes. He just don't oil his lanes. But that's another well, story. But I, I, what is this oiling the lane thing? Oil the lanes. You don't oil your lanes. Now you have to have the lanes oiled every couple of weeks. Shit, you know. Yeah. So, Typical stuff. If you really are. That's some shit that you know. The shit he's talking is like if you was a, a pro bowler or something. Which I am. No. Which man, I am. I, I do remember like beating you when you was. Which I, well, of course, because the lanes were dry. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Get... The lane that I was bowling on was dry too, nigga. It wasn't <laughs> like, well, I was on the on the on the, the oiled lane. We don't need to go back and forth. This is ridiculous to go back and forth with this because what's happening here is just it, we're going to go off the rail. And a... Oh yes, he was on the dry lane. He was on the Jim Crow lane. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the dry nigga lane, and I was on the oily oily rich nigga lane. <laughs> you were listening. To Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This is Comedy Goldmines, hosted by Kevin Hart. Eddie, I want to go back and and I want to go back to coming to America too for a minute. And, and the reason why, man, is because there was a moment, there was a moment in a movie where there was a, a montage, right? And this montage was attached to a celebration uh, for one of the 
best actors on the planet. Of course, one of the best characters uh, in Coming to America 1. And I love the way you set him up in Coming to America 2 to, to kind of kick the movie off. Within the celebration, you had cameos. You had, you had performances uh, from, from some, some, some talent that I can say until this day, man, acted some of the people that I'm so in awe of, right? And I'm talking about singers, I'm talking about groups. Were these people called in because they were your favorites as well? Or, or was it just like a script coincidence with writers and everybody? Of course, I'm talking about, you know, the cameos of In Vogue, Salt and Pepper, enduring uh, this montage. I won't give that away. But were they there because these are people that you kind of loved and wanted to kind of throw a nod to as, as people that you just uh, a fan of, et cetera? No, we was like, if the, we were going to do the funeral the way we were going to do it, we was like, well, the king should, it should be some people that the king would know, kind of know about. So we couldn't have young artists singing at the king's funeral. So we had to have, you know, people from and, in the 90s. And by the way, what the, the, the secret little thing that Gladys Knight does, only Gladys could do that moment. Yes, yes. By the way, I forgot Gladys. Shouts out to Gladys Knight. Arsenio, you got a drum set behind you. Uh, so you you play. You play drums. Or uh, yeah, it? you know, in high school, I was in the marching band. I had garage bands. And, of course, uh, my son plays those now. And, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah, saw I, him. I was like, I, I can't ignore the fact that you have a drum set behind you. Eddie. You Eddie. Know, a lot of comedians have play instruments and do music. Uh, I, I know a few. I'm, I'm not going to play. I know a lot of comedians play guitar, drums. Sin, Sinbad plays guitar and on yeah, and on. A lot of people play instruments. Have you ever heard Tracy Morgan sing R&B? Have you ever heard Franklin Ajaya play the lute or the flute? Or um, no. Yes. Are you I, know, I saw Franklin Ajaya play clarinet. No, he played whatever, some, like those scary. No, that's, no, you're imitating an oboe or a bassoon, but he has a clarinet. That's the ego would play. Eddie, you play the guitar, right? You play the guitar? A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. You still doing music heavy? Yes, yeah, still still Eddie. So what, what is it? Stop, stop doing the still Eddie shit to me, man. That's how you try <laughs> yeah. to, you keep that's, doing the still Eddie. So, that's, so the second, that's the second time I said it, nigga. You said it three times. You still edit me three times. Said it twice. Go back. When you look back on the tape, you see I said it twice. Okay. All right. Well, you may be right, but I'm definitely going to look back. Uh, the music for you, the music for you is not only a hobby. Of course, it's a passion. Um, is it's, it not a, a, it's not a hobby. It's just, you know, something I do. I've always done it, but it's not well, a hobby. Well, that's why I said a passion as well. I said a hobby, a passion. I didn't say it. And I didn't say it's not a hobby or a passion. I said it's not a hobby. Fine, fine. You know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're yeah. just gonna we're just gonna have to fight. Is it? Yeah. You see, this is why it's it's obviously it's gotta happen. So I'm just gonna show up. I know where he lives, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. If I lose, I lose. I'm gonna go down. You're gonna lose. You're definitely gonna lose. <laughs> hey, Kevin, when, when is the last time you actually were in a fight? That's a fist fight. Yeah, yeah, a fight where you actually had to fight. Um, I mean, me and my team, we get into it, man. Me and my guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You be fighting with the crew? Hey man, we be getting into it. You know, no, you know, know. play fighting. Solo cups at each other. No, play no, no. We don't. We don't We don't threw hands a couple of times. It's, it's, really? it's gotten to that. We've been around each other seventeen years. Seventeen years. A bunch of grown ass men. It's definitely gonna so has be. Has anyone in your crew ever punched you in your face? Uh, I definitely got hit. I got hit. Has anyone in the crew ever punched you in the face? 
I got hit. I recovered fast and was able to get two off right after. But I definitely got hit first. It was it was a frustration. I don't want to say he snuck me, but it was like, yo. Was, was he able to keep his job? Yeah. Yeah, we, we 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 brothers. That don't that don't stop our our business or our friendship. Is we got to get it off the chest. So what happened was he. And I'm not gonna say which one he was because we keep all that private. But we were getting into it. You know, like when you in the car and you arguing back and forth. An argument kind of escalated in the car. So where I'm sitting at in the car, I always got to get out last. I'm way in the back. So he had got out before me, and you know we were still heated going back and forth. And when we got back and forth, as I stepped out. He gave me a nice little, a nice little, like it was shoulder and chin at the same time. Like I almost shoulder rolled it because I saw it coming, but it still got me a little bit. And I was able to come back real quick yeah, with two right now. It sounded to me like the niggas around you have gone ass crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Punching you in the face when you get out the car. <laughs> Those you need this to was just, This was a while I ago. Fuck, I don't give a fuck how long you known him. You known him 17 years. You say you fired. Niggas to have to go punch you in the face for real, nigga. You, you say he fired. That nigga. You, this was, this was honestly, this was, this was probably about, this was probably about four years ago. It was yeah. like four years ago. But since then, it's just arguments. But I mean, like, I, you know, how we talking about how, how motherfuckers be falling off, how we were saying that. In this case, I'll say I got a core, my core group has been the most solid thing around me. Now, the people that you allow, like the, you know, where you got the new friendships that are coming that you that you're trying to give a chance and opportunity, those motherfuckers is like a wave. They're 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 hit or miss. And that's the shit that you find that just can't stick or be consistent and that you just don't allow to really infiltrate your circle anymore. That's that's what I'm learning there. And that's for sure. I definitely don't fucking when I don't fuck with new people no more. That's a that's a that's a fact. No new individual uh will be allowed in my life. That's yeah, true. Hard, hard for new people to become friends. Absolutely. Uh, are you saying and hard for old friends to remain friends? Do you feel like uh, right now is there a lack of understanding from some of your old friends um, as to why they probably don't have access to you the way that they want to, or or can't be around you the way that they want to? Do you feel like there's a there's I can a give a fuck if somebody's not around <laughs> with what their understanding is? <laughs> not around you, not around for a reason, and uh. <laughs> I'm 59. What I give you? Wait, you're 60. Of, Are you no, 59 or 60? I'll be 60 April 3rd. Okay, so. what are we doing? Are we are we being honest here? Uh, guys, let's April look up 3rd, Eddie. Tuesday. Look up Eddie's birthday for me, please, and just put it so I can see. You don't believe nothing I say. All I say is real shit to you, man. I'll be making up no shit. I know, but you said 60, then you said 59. I feel like something's happening. I'll be 60 April 3rd. Okay, all right. Arsenio, can you confirm or deny? Yeah, I'm, I don't be making up stuff and putting on airs and all that shit. I don't have to do none of that shit. I could be straight up, throw it right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like my bowling ball should have went, except you didn't have oil. But whatever. That's a different story. Uh, Arsenio, are you the same with, with friendships, relationships? Do you feel like you've held on or have been able to hold on? This nigga don't have no friends. This nigga goes <laughs> to the house. He had his girl and his son and his mother. And nobody, I don't even, I don't even, I never been to this nigga's house. I've known him 40 years. I don't know where this nigga live. <laughs> this nigga don't have no friends. Arsenio, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that true? No, no friends at all? No. Kevin, Kevin it, it, it's absolutely true. He's absolutely. Like, Why? Why is that? Why um, do you feel like you separated yourself? Um, 
I don't have a bowling alley, man. People don't want to come see me. They don't want to be my friend. You got a drum set? Yes, yes. I, I come I, over there I and had, fuck around with your drum I had set. Jonathan Sugarfoot Moffat over early, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we was. Yeah, you know, the older you get, you the the less people be around you. It's not, and it's not just a show business thing. The older you get, the the less you know. You wind up being around mostly your family and the really people you have really close bonds with. Well, here, here's a question for you. And this one has always made me curious because I know how I am in my neighborhood, right? So, you know, you get to a point where you live uh, a certain way or live in a certain place and there's people that live around you. Um, you know, I know where you are, Eddie. Are people, is there a, uh, is there a close-knit neighbor-to-neighbor thing where you live? <laughs> like, or do they, do they not fuck with you? Like, no, do they not fuck with you? minds their business. You mind your business, they mind their business. <laughs> your next door neighbor mind their business. You know, when you're driving through, you give a wave and all, you mind your business. <laughs> do they, have you ever had a situation where you're like, yo, man, such and such keep trying to fucking talk to me and it's starting to get, it's starting to piss me off. You know, like they, they, they're making their not way. Here, not here. at this house. Back in the old days, in Jersey, I used to have that because the house wasn't in a gated neighborhood. So people would show up and it would be like, you know, Obscure people like Dizzy Gillespie is at the gate. I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. lived around the corner, so every now and then Dizzy Gillespie would come out of the <laughs> Be out in the kitchen, in the kitchen talking to Uncle Ray. It's, what the fuck is Dizzy Gillespie talking to Uncle Ray in the kitchen? <laughs> hey Eddie, I, I, Kevin, I don't know how this ended, but I was texting with Eddie once, and he says, "Let me hit you back. I think Suge Knight's in my kitchen." <laughs> I, I don't know what that meant. But I, I didn't know whether it was a colloquialism, but oh, people hey, love Eddie. I had uh, I had Jermaine Jackson show up at my fucking door one time. True story. Jermaine's been here many, many times. Jermaine just show, listen, showed up at my. But I invited door. him usually. I no, no, no. Him. I didn't. I didn't invite. Him. I didn't even know him. I didn't even Did know live him. in a neighborhood that he's in or something. I I think his fam. He had a a friend that lived in the neighborhood. This is when I, this was at my old house. And, brother, please tell me you was nice to him. No, you wasn't mean to him. No, what the fuck you'll be mean to Jermaine Jackson for? It's still Jermaine Jackson. All right, okay. Yeah, you can't be mean to a fucking member of the Jackson Five. No shot, no shot. Now I was confused. Like, you know, I opened the door and Jermaine was there. He was dressed in like, it was almost like a concert outfit. True story. Always dressed like, oh, listen, always, always dressed in stage clothes. <laughs> like, you see Jermaine at the sushi restaurant and he'll have epaulets and like a soldier hat. No, no, no. I, I thought I missed the show. I really did think I missed the show. And he's at the, he's at the fucking door and he go, man, you know, I had to stop and see you. And I said, Jermaine, Jermaine Jackson. He's like, <laughs> He said, yeah, man, you know we love you. I just had to stop and see you, man, and just tell you, keep doing it, man. And I was like, thanks, Jermaine. And that was it. <laughs> that yeah, was... He's dead, dead real cool. Yeah. When, it was, I first it was came, a... when I first came out here, the Jacksons was the only famous people, famous black people, with the Jacksons and uh, the Jacksons, Prince, uh, Magic Johnson, and, and Rick James. That was all the famous people. That's the it. Jacksons, the Jacksons was so nice to me when they when I first came out of here. The whole family was nice. As a matter of fact, I sat with Eddie and Jermaine the last time I saw Jermaine, and Eddie played Jermaine some music. Jermaine wanted the tracks. You remember I that? Mean, I mean, he's Jermaine Jackson. Like, you know, I think, you know, that's where that's where his passion, that's where his love is. Like I said, I was shocked just that A, he he knew me and B, he stopped and was just pleasant. I, it was more of a shock. Anyone knew you. Well, this was this was 
this was a little time ago. This was before now. I mean, now, yeah, I can say that. This is you're not going to be shocked if people know you. No, not now. I can't even if you get on, Even if you get on a plane and you fly the plane for 10, 20 hours and when you get off and nobody can say nothing but Kevin Hart, you're yeah. not supposed to be shocked. No, I'm not. I'm not shocked now. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I can't. I cannot fight you there. You're absolutely right. I want to say this, man, uh, before we wrap up, I can I can say honestly, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, man, uh, you two have done so much just for the world and space of comedy. Uh, I thank you for that. You know, I thank you guys for just being an example of the shit that can happen uh, if you want it to happen. You both are exactly that. Eddie, you already know what you are to me. I've told you before, man, I love you to death. I, I appreciate you for, you know, you, taking me in and, and, and just giving me the information that you've given over time. And more importantly, just being a dope dude to me. It's 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 helped tremendously with confidence, with what I feel I can do and where I can go. Uh, it's a lot of it has to do with you, man. So genuinely, I fucking love you. I love uh, you, too, brother. And and I and I'm 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 fucking happy to see you guys back on the screen together, man. It was dope. Back on the screen doing some stuff so for the young generation can know know who we are. <laughs> he's not gonna let me. Get, he's never gonna let. He's never gonna let that go. By the way, he's gonna. That's gonna be. He's gonna be up on the screen again. You know, being being senior citizen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna younger, see him. Showing the younger I'm, people how we used to do it back in the old days. I'm gonna see him and he's gonna go do yeah, it. This is exactly what he's gonna say. Yeah, nigga, on that shit with the young people. Motherfuckers know me. I, I, I know. I ain't as long as you know. You know. Like he's gonna he's gonna low-key, it's gonna be a low-key check in, in person. Um, mark my words. Uh guys, goddamn coming to America too. Amazon Prime is going down. Uh, this is comedy gold mines. You just got into the minds of Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, and what brilliant minds they are. I fucking love y'all, man. I love you. I appreciate you. you. Thanks for having us, bro. Love you too, Kevin. Hey, tell your wife hello and God bless y'all, dog. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. So dope. Uh, you guys be safe, man. Go do whatever the fuck you got to do. That's it. I'm gonna That's go it. oil. I'm gonna go oil the lanes in my bowling alley. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. That's it. All right, Kevin. Comedy Gold Mines is a serious XM and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. 
Learn more at funturns50.com.